Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 80. Today, I want to deal with a personal question that's asked to me over and over again as I travel throughout the nation and have for years teaching and preaching the Word of God. People come to me and say, Pastor, what really makes Bible study come alive for you? And what are some of the things that God has taught you over the years that have added to your insight to the Holy Scriptures? Well, there are several, but I want to say, first of all, that the Bible really began to come alive with me when I saw the big picture for the first time. You see, God created time and God will one day end time. And when we look at the Bible as a whole and we see it as God's great panoramic story, as the drama of the ages, as I have called it, the story of the Crimson River, then the Bible has direction to it. And you see that God is going somewhere, that he has written the Bible with purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. And he wants us to know him. And God's not trying to hide the scriptures from us and the meaning of scripture. Scripture. There are some things we're not going to understand till we get to heaven, but I can assure you most of the Bible we can understand, and it's really not that hard to understand once you get the idea that God is telling a story. Jesus was the greatest storyteller who ever lived, and he was God walking and God talking. And when he wanted to really convey a message that's abstract, he always told a story or a number of stories to try to concretize that in the minds of those listeners that were following him and waiting for every word that he said. But there are some things that I think help us if we can ever grasp, and I say it over and over again, that the Bible is a Jewish book. It is written by Jews to Jews, primarily for Jews. And with that comes some ancillary truths. First of all, the Bible is incomplete in details. The Gospel of John is very clear. John said in chapter 20 and verse 30, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christos, the Anointed One, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. And then he ends the entire book in the last chapter, chapter 21, in verses 24 and 25, when he says, this is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And here it comes. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. And he closed the gospel account. We have to understand that the Bible is not complete in details. Everything that the Bible says is true. And God is the source of all truth. 
The enemy, Satan, the devil, is the source of all lies. He is a liar and the father of lies, and he continually puts lies in our minds, and he deceives us, and he wants us to believe what he says, and it comes across as something we're thinking. And we say things about ourselves, we believe things about ourselves that are just simply not true. And so we have to continually be saying what God says about us and repeating what God says about us, not what the enemy and our own minds conjure up because our own flesh condemns us. Now, where we are convicted of sin, we need to repent of it on the spot immediately, instantaneously. But the moment we truly forsake that God cleanses us. He forgives us from that sin as we come to him in confession. But many times we are ridden down with guilt that we place upon ourselves that God has already forgiven and put under the blood of his own son. And we stand clothed in his righteousness. And if we ever get a hold of that, the enemy will not have a chance because you see, that's what God says about us. But in understanding God's truth, we have to understand that he's not told us everything there is to tell us about everything there is to tell about. The Bible is incomplete in details. Well, what are you saying? I'm saying that the Bible is filled with assumption. There were Jewish assumptions, cultural assumptions, historical assumptions. There are linguistic assumptions. There are all kinds of assumptions in the Bible, things that the writers assume the people know. And this is why I say that every Bible writer from Moses to John assumed that the people to whom they were writing understood the history, the geography, the language, the culture, the customs of the people to whom they were writing. They understood this. So we don't. And because of that, we have to study to learn the assumptions that God by his own divine reasoning, gave to the people of that day. And it is our job, our task, to find out what those assumptions are. And the only way we can do that is through research and study and reading about the culture of that day, the language of that day, the history, the geography of that day. And those cultural things many times are the key to understanding biblical truth. It's like a key that unlocks things. And so the Bible is filled with assumptions. And because it is not complete in details, it is episodic. That is, there are many times that I hear people will say that God speaks to us every day, and I do believe that he does. But every day is not a miraculous walk with God. Some days we will not hear the voice of God, and we just have to keep doing what we know to do. And as I have often told people that are seeking God's will, and I've had to remind myself when times were dark and the fog had set in and it was misty. Never doubt in darkness what God has shown you in bright light. Because many times when it gets foggy, we have to just go back to our instrument rating. Like in a plane, we cannot see, and we will go up when we should go down. We'll go down when we should have gone up. We'll go left when we should have gone right. We'll go right when we should have gone left. And so the only way that we can ever stay on course is to just follow the instruments. And the true instrument is the Word of God. It always brings light. And so if we do not understand, 
understand that God speaks to us, but he doesn't speak to us all the time. Sometimes we just have to do what we know, what he's already told us is the thing to do, and we do it. Think about it. Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. But when he dedicated the temple, the Bible says God had only spoken to him twice in his entire life. That's Solomon. And we think sometimes about the life of Jesus, and it is given to us in episodes. Peter's life is given to us in episodes. Paul's life, even though he wrote most of the New Testament, is given to us in episodes. That is, there were a lot of times when God was not recording down everything that they did. So what were they doing? Well, we have to assume that they were doing the right thing the way that God wanted them to do, but much of that obedience was just mundane. It was just things that happen every day. We just walk with God every day. And if it's not giddy up all the time, that doesn't matter. If we are not just thrilled all the time, it doesn't matter. Sometimes we need to understand that we don't just do things out of our great love for God, because sometimes we don't love him the way we need to. When the apostle Paul said, to the church at Corinth, the love of Christ constrains me. Is that an objective genitive of the love of Christ? Does that mean the love that Christ has for us or the love that we have for Christ? One is a subjective genitive and one is the objective genitive. Well, the answer is yes. Sometimes we do what we do in serving Christ because of our great love for him. And we just want to obey him and walk with him. And we sense his presence and we're willing to do anything. But sometimes we don't have that love because our love is fickle. His is always the same. And so sometimes it is his love for us that will not let us go. And he continues to chase after us even when we turn away and run from him. God is so faithful and he's faithful even when we're not. And so as you study the Bible, just remember it's the great story of God. And one event in your life or mine or two or five, yes, they may shape and mold us, and but that's not our whole life. And sometimes we fail or sometimes we have a great victory and we try to build our whole life around that. Well, we can't do that. Why? Because walking with God is day by day, moment by moment. And as we do that, God will help us as we walk along the way. So the Bible is incomplete in details. That means that it's filled with assumptions. When I learned that, that greatly aided me in my research and study of the Word of God. That means the Bible is episodic. And so, you know, we can't build our lives around big events. What we've got to do is walk with God day by day. I hope this has helped you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.